0: Hello, My name is Oceane, I come from Martinia and you are
1: listening to Radio Karim. Hey everyone, welcome to Radio Karim. I'm your host Aditi and you're listening to Bite Size Life, a show where we discuss bite-sized content on all things life. Bite Size Life is starting a new series on conscious living where we discuss how to be more mindful in our life choices. If you've listened to the previous episode, you would know that we had the lovely Divya Dhankar from Sustainability Struggles talk about conscious living. So in today's episode, we have Divya back on the show. So let's start with Sustainability Struggles. So Sustainability Struggles is a blog that talks about her journey to being a more sustainable earthling. To learn more about sustainability, you can follow her on Instagram and YouTube. She goes by the same name. This episode, we will be discussing fast fashion for conscious living. Hi, Divya. Hello, hello. Um, Welcome back. Thank you for having <laughs> me back. It's so good to have you back and just to have a chat with you about fast fashion and I guess just sustainable fashion in general. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, wait to dive in. so maybe just to start with that I'd love to know where did you get your top from for the listeners Divya is wearing this really beautiful deep blue turtleneck it's really cold today in Melbourne I'm not sure if you've got listeners from other countries but just thought of stating that so where did you get the top from? this has a story behind
0: it I got it from Delft uh, from a thrift store and uh, it keeps me really comfy. Oh. And I have uh, worn it for the last two years almost.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's good use. Mm-hmm. Not something you find these days with clothing, do you? Unfortunately, no.
0: <laughs> That's. Uh, it's very unfortunate that people tend to let go of old items thinking that, hey, this is not it anymore. Mm-hmm. It being the latest fashion trend. So, yeah, I guess um, we'll dive more into what prompted me to get into slow fashion and more sustainable fashion choices mm-hmm. in this conversation.
1: Yeah. So just coming back to the top that you're wearing, because I absolutely loved it. What made you choose it from the thrift show? show sure. Store. <laughs>
0: that's okay i'm gonna fumble quite a bit myself so um it's good to have you fumble. (laughs) right so uh, getting back to the topic i guess um i just try and go for something that i see myself wearing for a long time Mm -hmm. this does not seem very um age inappropriate Mm -hmm. i feel like somebody Who's a young person could wear it as well as somebody in their older um, age, I guess could, could also wear it. Um, so I try to go for things that sort of age well with time. So mm. yeah, I I chose this.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, and you need to do a lot of aftercare for it as well, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to be mindful of the number of times you wash it. Um, You can't be washing it after every wear. That's something that's been used to me because I used to feel you wear something and then you throw it in the wash. But that's not how things are supposed to be Mm -hmm. uh, washed. That's not the frequency that you have to go for. Um, It depends on the duration for which you wear something and also the activity you were sort of involved in mm-hmm. while, while wearing that particular garment. Because uh, unfortunately, our clothes sort of release microfabrics or even microplastics in some cases. Mm-hmm. In, in um, you know the cases of synthetic materials, they sort of get released into the water and then uh, ultimately into our o- oceans. And they all circle back to getting into us eventually so yeah just you know thinking of those tiny little things and uh, the aftercare that i do for this is just being mindful of the number of times i wash it mm-hmm. and um, yeah just
1: just that <laughs> <laughs> okay speaking of Mm microplastics, I just wanted to dive um, deeper into fast fashion and what were your thoughts on fast fashion? Mm. Right.
0: So fast fashion is something that I've had a long relationship with, Mm -hmm. Um, a long but uh, estranged relationship (laughs) now. Um, I was a big hoarder, so to say, you know, I was so influenced by all the fashion bloggers online that I used to want to buy something new every day and it used to give me quite a dopamine rush when my doorbell rang and I had a new item waiting for me to wear and style and it was just very interesting for me at that point in time. Um, This was when I was about Mm -hmm. 18-ish until I turned 21 22 so it lasted for about 3 or 4 years but oh man the damage i did in those 3 or 4 years <laughs> uh, both on my pocket and on i guess the environment in general um not proud of it no, not <laughs> endorsing it but uh yeah it was not something that i would want to repeat or mm. want anybody to go through really so I guess that's why we're talking about it today. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast fashion in general is meant for it to be worn and uh, for a very short period of time and then sort of thrown away. Oh, yeah. Um, And unfortunately, that's what most fashion items or most garments that we buy now are um, designed for. Mm. uh, That this is in right now and we want to, sell as much of this as we can and then once it's not um, the it thing after a couple of weeks um, that's stretching it actually a couple of days Mm -hmm. even uh, given the number of times something new uh, comes up on the market it's just it just gets thrown away it's just discarded it is supposed to be an Something that is sort of looked down upon, unfortunately, that, hey, this was so last season. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, yeah, just
1: unfortunate. Or it's not trendy anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be the it thing uh, right now, right? Mm. They want to be on top of trends as much as they can be. And it's just unfortunate for both... um, or planet and for the people that are sort of involved in the supply chain oh, yeah. of those things. Um, yeah, we'll get into all of that
1: <laughs> in a bit. Yeah. Did you have a specific fashion brand that you used to shop from most of the time?
0: Oh, man. If I had to pinpoint, um, I guess I would say um, Forever 21 mm-hmm. <laughs> was quite... Uh, you know, popular at that point in time in India. Yeah. Um, and also H M. Um, yeah. I used to love H M stores. Mm-hmm. You um just the ambience of the store back uh, home in India were just so appealing to me. I don't know what they how they design it, what they keep in mind while, you know, designing those stores. But at that point in time it used to really give me a I guess a dopamine kick and I used to want to spend lots of time there. And I did. I did waste a lot of my time <laughs> in stores.
1: So, yeah, just that. Have you been to the H&M over here?
0: No, I have not. Okay. Um, I have moved past that uh, time <laughs> in my life where I used to enjoy shopping quite a bit.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but now, thankfully, I don't uh, enjoy it as much just because there's just so much time spent into it and you have to make choices. <laughs> and I guess it's just me getting older also <laughs> where I don't enjoy uh, having to make decisions unless I absolutely have to,
1: oh, you know. <laughs> makes sense. We've yeah. been there. Yeah, All of us are there. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, jumping back into the topic, mm-hmm. um, I would love to know more about your journey from fast fashion to slow fashion and just give us a gist about how that has impacted the environment. Yeah. Oh, Well, to answer the second part of your
0: question first, I don't exactly know the extent to which I personally have damaged the environment Mm -hmm. as a result of my fashion choices in particular, but I know it, it can't be good for sure. Um, and I'm assuming if I were to look for it there would be some tools online where I could uh, try and find out the exact environmental footprint or carbon footprint of each of the choices that I may have made in the past Uh, but that's something that I have to look up Um, so I will maybe talk about it in the next podcast. Um, As far as my journey from fast fashion to slow fashion goes it's all sort of centered around my realization of uh, climate change. Mm -hmm. And as I'd mentioned in my previous podcast, um, in our previous podcast, sorry, (laughs) in our previous podcast, that I sort of realized the extent of um, the problems that we are facing and what's in store for us if we don't sort of... uh, sit up and take notice of all the things that are coming our way and all the ways in which we are damaging the environment mm. so when I sort of realized um, climate change is such a big issue I started to delve more into different things that are damaging our environment mm. of course um, fossil fuels uh, we know of um uh, th- you know damaging our environment so that's one part of it climate change is a big issue but i also realize that overconsumption of anything and everything is also a very big strain on our environment mm. it causes and not just the environment sorry i have to mention this it also causes a lot of stress on poor countries poorer yeah. countries um because of poor labour practices there, you know. And um, just the expectations of the market to produce something that's dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cost of those workers or those yeah. labourers, unfortunately. So,
1: yeah. So fast fashion does have an environmental and ethical impact as well. For sure. For sure. And... I'm just so curious, I still remember reading about it, about how fast fashion can have an impact on the two factors as well as animals mm-hmm. and I came across a website called Good On You, mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of that one?
0: I've heard of it, yes, but I have not explored it just yet.
1: Not explored it, mm. so it is I that's my Bible right now okay. for shopping for any of the brands. Mm-hmm. It's got a whole directory of the sh- brands and it rates it based on environmental, ethical and animal factors. Right. And it's got and that's how I stopped using Nike as well. Mm-hmm. And I do have one pair of Nike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. And trying to move more into Veja, which is a more eco-friendly, sustainable, better for the environment and people, all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's a website that I would definitely recommend.
0: Okay. I'll
1: definitely check it out now. (laughs) Apart from that, um, what sort of tips and tricks do you have for us about moving into slow fashion? Well, speaking from experience, I can tell you... You have to
0: start off with evaluating yourself, mm-hmm. right? Anything, any lifestyle change that you want to make always begins with assessing where you are at and where you might be lacking, and how do you get past it, right? So, I personally have um, tried to see for myself that what is what is the need. Uh, that these fashion choices that i'm making is trying to fulfill in my life Mm -hmm. right um what are my shopping habits sort of trying to fulfill Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um why am i so addicted uh -hmm. to these shopping apps and how do i move past it so that was something that i did and i realized um that it was not so much Uh, of a lack of things
2: Mm.
0: it was more of that dopamine rush that i used to get and just wanting to you know have something new happening all the time Mm. so just the excitement that the orders coming to your doorstep brings i guess was something that i was looking for Mm. and i try now to find excitement in life through Other things. Other things, yeah. So, there's a way of substituting everything, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, you just have to be mindful, I guess. The second um, thing I would recommend would be, once you realize uh, and are able to cut down on the number of things that you want, the second thing to do would be being mindful of the things that you actually do buy. Because... Mm. Unfortunately, or I wouldn't call it unfortunate, but that's just the reality of our society. It's not possible uh, for somebody to buy uh, nothing new, right? True. You m- may have, you are likely to have needs, right? Yeah. And if and when you do want something, try to go for secondhand options. Mm. Go to a local thrift store and try to. Or even, uh, you can even find them online now. Oh, yeah. Um, And try and shop from there. Because pre-loved items have a a lesser carbon footprint or or a smaller carbon footprint attached to them. And uh, so that is one way of salvation, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And um, when you do buy something that may not be from a thrift store that you may want a piece of garment that's not available at your thrift store Mm -hmm. or you just want to buy something new for yourself um like for instance i'll uh, I'll tell you another incident that happened i was looking to buy towels for myself now buying them from the thrift store um i was really not so sure about it. You'd
1: be skeptical about it for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, even with all the hygiene practices in place, um I just wanted it to be my uh thing, you know. Yeah. It I just don't I don't know. It just does something to me. Yeah. Um I just want like uh towels being one and then uh, underwear as well. Mm-hmm. You do want it to be new. You don't yeah. want it to be secondhand, right in mm-hmm. those cases. So you can go for options that are made from more sustainable raw materials. Hmm. For instance, the towels that I did end up buying were made from bamboo. Oh, wow. So those Where did you find them? Back home in India, there's um, a website that I can probably tell you <laughs> later. I'm, um, I think it's called Mandaki, if I'm not wrong. Okay. So they make uh, towels from bamboo fiber. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty great. I mean, I don't, of course, it's blended with a couple of other materials as well, just to make it softer on the skin yeah. and not to irritate uh, your, your skin. So there are options available. People are doing a lot of, I guess, innovation in the mm. space and trying to find new and sustainable uh, um, alternatives to uh, the current practices. Mm. And um, so there are always options. It's just a matter of, of
1: spending the time to explore them. Mm. A Bamboo is the first time that I've heard of, but I have definitely heard of hemp. I'm not too sure. Have you heard of hemp?
0: I have, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty exciting material in the fashion industry. Um, it's being used quite a bit, I guess, um, for a couple of things. I think um, I I sort of remember it being used in shoes. Oh, wow. Um, I can't recall the name of the company per mm-hmm. se, but I guess some company is trying to, you know, create shoes out of hemp. And, of course, you have your raw linen and hemp clothes also mm. sort of being made out of that. So it it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And even um, compostable... Phone cases. Mm-hmm. I've heard of hemp used in them. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: It's a pretty versatile material. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I might need a short water break. What we might do is uh, we will be right back after these station o- announcements. You're listening to Radio Karen. Don't
2: worry about a scene. Cause Atticus Health will make, make you, you feel, feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right oh, Or if you we have, have a nasty rash keeping <laughs> keep you up at night don't worry, Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry. Because <laughs> Atticus Health
1: will make you feel alright.
2: Hey everybody, this is Art Alexakis from the band Everclear. And it's good to be talking to you here at Radio Carum.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Bite Size Live. And I'm here with Divya Thankar from from Sustainab- Sustainability Struggles. And uh, we were just discussing fast fashions and I believe we left it on hemp clothing and hemp phone cases. So Divya, now that we're on the topic of sustainable materials, are there any other materials that you can think of?
0: Yes. Um, I recently read up on this Um a lot of materials are sort of being upcycled
2: mm.
0: from pre-made garments as well. Okay. So the synthetic materials can be sort of transformed into new polyester or um, other um, materials, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My fashion knowledge is not that great. Um, but yes, polyester, I guess, uh, recycled polyester is one um, option. And then, of course, you have organic cotton mm. and bamboo like i mentioned
1: before and uh, jute is also great jute as well that is a first time i'm hearing about jute too
0: yeah so uh, you uh, of course have some uh, blending that happens in those fabrics okay. to make them softer i guess mm. so a lot of options are being explored at the at the moment and um, I would be lying if I said I had the whole breadth of the uh, research that's happening right mm-hmm. now but um, I I just know these <laughs> so
1: yeah that's it okay so we know you've moved from fast fashion to slow fashion and you're trying to make a more conscious choice do you have any ideas on how someone can build their wardrobe for sure, I again,
0: speaking from experience, <laughs> mm. one would obviously be try to get uh, to your nearest thrift store and shop from there mm. instead of going to a new store or a, a brand store, uh, you know, and buy absolutely new items, I guess. Uh, because you would be surprised at the condition of those second hand items. Um, at thrift stores mm. they are really uh, preserved they are um, really sanitary as well mm. so i was quite surprised myself so that's one thing that you could do and the second thing would be to i guess look for timeless pieces oh yeah um i know it's a lot when you say well what do you mean by timeless in <laughs> You know, it's a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. anyways, making fashion choices or any choice for that matter is not easy. Um, At least for me, it isn't. (laughs) So um, you just go for something uh, that you feel you could wear in the next 10 years. Mm. When you're 10 years older, do you see yourself wearing this? Are you going to look maybe too out of fashion or are you going to look too absurd (laughs) I guess so that's one way of looking at it and um, you can upcycle old clothes oh yeah Um, I can't tell you the number of times I've done that and uh, sort of worn those uh, new garments uh, so to say uh, with so much pride I Mm. absolutely love some of the uh, pieces that I've gotten made from my grandmother or my mother's Mm. wardrobe um, you know, uh, back home in India, uh, a lot of saris uh, are sort of worn and uh, by my mother and my grandmother's generation. So those saris um, are really long pieces of fabric mm. essentially, right yeah and you can you can be so creative with them. Mm-hmm. the number of things I've gotten made out of them. I've gotten dresses made out of them and other, you know, like suits, which are essentially uh, salwar kameez as well. So there are so many options. You just have to get creative mm. and uh, want to do that, really. So there's also not just uh, the environmental factor to it, but you're also carrying the love of of the that, that garment. garment from, you know, your mother or your grandmother. For With sure.
1: You. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much um, based on caring for garments. Having been cared for those garments for so long, if you were using something from your grandmom and your mom, Mm -hmm. it just shows how the previous generations have looked after and they were following s- slow fashion, to, so to say.
0: Yes, for sure. I have been shocked at the age of some of my mother's or my grandmother's clothes. Yeah. Uh, and they so proudly sort of flaunt the fact that, hey, this, this thing that I'm wearing is 40 years old. so I got it when you were born or before you were born. And um, it's it, it used to seem like, hey, get something new. <laughs> and um, I used to want to say that to them previously but i guess i've evolved and yeah. seen the value in cherishing things and um yeah get, yeah get care of them and this is something that's applicable to all areas of your life not just, <laughs> not <laughs> just fashion, fashion. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that is so interesting um i was just thinking of um one of the points that you made where you should pick and choose the clothes that you shop for I remember reading about a tip on how you could shop more mindfully. And one of the tips was that you go, you check out the clothing,
0: Mm -hmm. but you
1: go back and go back into the store after a week only if you need it. Yeah. And also another question that I've been asking myself when shopping for a clothing is, can I... Use it at least thirty six times. Ooh, yeah, that's something I read somewhere as well, Mm -hmm. and I can't remember the source. Yeah, but it is such a real. It's such an interesting question to ask yourself. That yeah, am I able to use it for thirty six times? That's quite interesting. Um, I didn't know of that figure
0: particular in particular, but it's good to know that uh, know it now. Um. But in general, yes, the idea is, uh, can you see yourself wearing this for a long time? Mm. And can you see yourself sort of enjoying that garment for a very long time, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So be it 36 times or 20 times or 40 times or whatever, it's still better than a couple of times, right? Like a, a handful of times. So just keeping that at the back of your head is important and um you tend to then have smaller wardrobes and so mm. getting ready becomes so much easier oh my god mm-hmm. i can't tell you the number of times i've gotten late just because i couldn't decide what i want to wear today <laughs> right um getting dressed up in the morning or afternoon or evening <laughs> anytime really i used to get late uh I still do get late. I'm not known for my tardiness, but um, you—it really solves that problem for sure. It does, you know? yeah. And it just making decisions on uh, how do I pair this or what do I do with this, and uh, you know, you n- kind of have that sorted in your life. There's oh, just. Yeah anyway so many decisions to make that's just how i see it uh there are anyway so many important decisions to be made this if if skipping a couple of them wouldn't hurt
2: yeah (laughs) for sure yeah yeah
1: and if we were to talk about fashion in this sense i also think that when you pick and choose clothing you are sort of curating your wardrobe for yourself and to match your style and just creating that personality for your wardrobe that suits you for sure I mean
0: there are so many instances from university that I can remember where I would notice somebody dressed impeccably and Mm -hmm. I would go I wonder what goes on in their heads while getting (laughs) dressed and it's just exciting to see people's personalities flaunt or or come off their you know, clothes or the way they carry themselves yeah. and it's very telling really um, i myself have um, yeah it's it's a it's evolved. my sense of style has for sure evolved i used to be somebody who used to want to wear the it thing or the new mm. th- in thing really um, because that's just how i was at that point in time how i was processing things But now I try to go for more timeless pieces.
1: Okay.
0: I try to be more, I guess, sophisticated, if (laughs) I can call it that. You know, so um, I've seen that difference in myself as well. Yeah. Mm. That's a good difference to see as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, going from (laughs) being, uh, I guess, an it thing to being a sophisticated person (laughs) is cool. Yeah. Being mindful solves all the problems, doesn't it? It it sure does. For me, it definitely did. I mean, just being aware and being present,
2: Mm.
0: it helps me just make decisions so much faster Mm. in life. Um, Earlier I was, you know, I mean, let's talk about my wedding shopping then, Mm. right? Um, I can tell you i do not spend a lot of time on pieces of clothing that i had to buy for okay this is what i'm going to wear on my wedding day or this is what i'm going to wear on um my haldi or or whatever for those of you who don't understand (laughs) exactly what that means those are uh, indian wedding functions um so i kind of knew what i wanted and i was able to saved so much of my time mm-hmm. just because it made me decisive and made me want to look for only what I was looking for mm. so yeah, yeah. Um, it sure do, it
1: does help speaking of weddings um <laughs> because I had to attend an Indian wedding a couple of years back Mm. And I haven't been using a lot of ethnic wear. Mm -hmm. So I was just using my mom's to A, save the cost Mm. and also to be more sustainable.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I've uh, ravaged my mother's (laughs) wardrobe. (laughs) Or still continue to. Thanks, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, it's important to be able to share not just with your family, immediate family but i love sharing my clothes with my friends as well um hey i really like the dress that you were wearing that day can i borrow it for this event Mm. or can i get this uh for blah blah blah? so you know you know um that you have an expanded wardrobe when you are okay with sharing with people that you love for sure yeah so yeah yeah, I guess I, it's time for us to decide what to share <laughs> <laughs> amongst ourselves.
1: For sure. And it's also, I have been reflecting on what you've just shared. And I think it's also knowing that we are all interconnected in some ways. And also remembering that if we choose to use a piece of clothing and then we end up dumping it, it doesn't just disappear it ends up on some other side of the country or other side of the globe. And it's still very much present. It's still polluting.
0: Yes. Um, I just very recently sort of read up a a newspaper article. I'm sure uh, you might have chanced upon it as well. Um, There are deserts uh, Mm. that are filled with garments, used garments or rejected garments from factories uh, in Chile as well as um, Nigeria. So oh, the, yeah. a lot of fashion uh, items that are sort of rejected uh, end up getting dumped there by the firms mm. uh, that are producing them in the first place. And uh, all even the items that end up in our thrift stores or, or charity shops as such... Um, don't always get used. All the items no, that you don't. donate don't always get utilized because of the, there may not be that many people wanting to take those items or just, yeah, I mean, they might not like what we've donated, right? For sure. So, so what happens to those? They don't just disappear into thin air. No. They have to go somewhere. Either we just dump them in landfills, we burn them, which is kind of worse, Mm -hmm. or they're being dumped in uh, deserts, like the desert in Chile that I just mentioned. So, yeah, that happens
1: quite a bit. It happens quite a bit, doesn't it? And also, um, I was thinking of, I just had a thought Mm -hmm. about how we've been dumping everything. Mm -hmm. And is there any carbon footprint related to that? Oh, for
0: sure. I mean, if you think about it, there is a carbon footprint for, uh, the minute we decide to buy something. Uh, if we are choosing to buy an p- item of clothing, uh, unfortunately, just the way our supply chains or the fashion supply chains work, they might have been produced in a country mm. so far away from your own Like either in India, in Bangladesh or China. And those garments, after being produced, are coming to your country. So that's Mm. one carbon footprint that you have to think about. And then you have to think about the local logistics within your country as well, right? Um, All those garments are then being transported, uh, are being stored in a warehouse. And then from that warehouse, they're probably getting dispatched to a store Mm. near you. And when you go to buy that item, you might be using a car or whatever. Mm. Uh, So you have a carbon footprint there as well. So in total, you can imagine what that carbon footprint looks like. And not only that, when you choose not to buy an item... What happens to it? It's being shipped off to another country altogether. So what do you reckon happens? Mm -hmm. And added good carbon footprint to it. So every cycle or every step of the way, there's a carbon footprint to it that's being
1: added. Oh yeah, for sure. And not just that, It's if you are producing a lot more garments, Hmm. I'm pretty sure that it also affects your cost and benefits yeah, in a business, mm-hmm. I get where you're trying to send out a lot more clothing for people to use. But mm-hmm. if they're not getting used, maybe you need to suss that out as well.
0: For sure. I mean, there are so many failed fashion brands mm. um, a- across the globe, uh, particularly because of this very reason, you know. Um, you don't always know how many uh, or what item is going to be sold at what quantities yeah so you it takes time for the market to tell you or send you signals that yes this is what is required or this is the number of pieces that are required of this particular fashion style Mm. so it takes a while for the market to adjust And um, it's great uh, for the company as well as all the other, uh, you know, partners sort of involved in the process uh, for it to, you know, have sort of blown up. But what if it doesn't blow up? Not all in things really reach the scale or the level that some things do. For Mm -hmm. instance, um, do you remember those uh neo, th- it was a trend to have wear neon clothes and oh, stuff yeah. um, i've had those no judgment if you still wear them <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean that was supposed to be a fashion trend hmm. that might have taken on uh taken off for a bit but uh, right now if you were to go and look at it um it's not really accepted or it's not really are welcomed with open arms that, hey, um, I want to get this for sure. Yeah. Right? Uh, people have moved on from that. Whereas if you look at um, the Patagonia uh, jackets or their wear, you know, so whatever they are creating is sort of timeless. Mm. And it has blown up quite a bit. So it really depends on what the brand as well as what they are trying to sell yeah to you so if it takes off it takes off if it doesn't what happens to the people involved and what happens to the business involved and of course the garments that Mm. are being produced
1: yeah and that's why i absolutely love the way slow fashion brands work because i have been researching on oh seven days it is a sustainable brand and i i want to say it's australian but i'm not 100 percent sure and what they do is they don't produce garments until you have ordered them so they wait for you to order them and that's when they start making it and it is being so conscious and so mindful Mm. and also being more business savvy as well
0: for sure. I mean, that's kind of like having a bespoke little boutique of your own, yeah. right? Uh, and you get all the benefits of shopping online. So um, quite, quite interesting. I'm going to check them out.
1: <laughs> they are. It's just amazing. I've been looking up a lot of Australian brands that we can buy from and just shop locally as well. Mm-hmm. I, even though I absolutely love it, one of my sore points about slow fashion, so to say, is that they can be quite heavy on the pocket. Mm-hmm. They, Of all the brands that I've looked up so far, yeah, I don't think I've found anything that you could say is affordable, so to say. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, I
0: 100% agree with you on that. Uh, that yes, they're not easy on the pocket, uh, for sure. Uh, but you have to analyze the costs uh, of producing that garment and where those costs are coming from, mm. really. Right? Um, you are getting benefits as well out of it, of, of the price that you pay. Um, because if you are in that cycle of you know consuming slow fashion then you're likely to use it for a long time as well. So one great way to look at uh, highly priced items would be trying to calculate the cost per wear. Mm. So if the cost per wear is, you know, somewhere around a dollar or a dollar and a half, I feel that's easy on the pocket, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, But that, Go if you're buying something for $300, that just means you have to wear it 300 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, there are ways to look at it. Uh, I myself personally have also sort of uh, taken this on myself uh, where I want to spend my money on helping the environment. Mm. So I look at it from that perspective as well. That, hey, if I'm paying slightly more, but it's helping the environment, somebody has got to uh, take up that initiative, right? Oh, yeah, true. Um, and I can't say for others and I can't do for others. Yeah. Um, but I can do it for myself,
1: mm. right? So I try to in- indulge a little bit <laughs> in that as well. well. That. yeah. I completely agree with that. But I also feel... So, here is the takeaway for me in terms of slow fashion Mm -hmm. i think it is good to buy timeless pieces but at the same time if it's not something that suits your style or suits your personality and you don't end up wearing it more than once Mm -hmm. then it's not doing its job the slow fashion or following slow fashion it's not you're not truly following it so with A lot of pieces in my wardrobe, what I usually do is... I don't shop from Shein, H&M or Zara anymore. But Mm -hmm. I do shop from a few brands that are not necessarily as sustainable. But if I like the piece of clothing, I know I'm going to use it for longer. Yeah. So it's totally okay for me to buy a piece of clothing, Mm -hmm. use it for longer even if it's not a sustainable material because mm-hmm. I'm still producing less waste mm-hmm. as compared to if I were to buy a sustainable piece and not use it.
0: For sure. I mean, I couldn't agree more on that. It's, it's not either or. Mm. It's a culmination of these different things that you can do. Uh, these are choices that you're making. Um, you could do this or you could do that. Mm. But it's never that you have to do this and this and this. you know. Sure. So, of course, it would be great if you were to uh, buy something that's made of sustainable materials. But it's also OK to buy something that's, uh, say, secondhand mm. uh, or from a thrift store or buy something that's absolutely brand new from a fast fashion brand but wear it for longer for longer yeah so it's it's a balancing act really for sure yeah and uh, you just have to find what works for you personally hmm. um it's there's no guide really to any of yeah. this we are all trying to figure it out but having some awareness and trying to do better yeah is what i do personally and what i want other people to do as well just being aware and trying to be better or -hmm. trying to do
1: better that's all i think we'll end on that yeah i guess the biggest takeaway from today's episode was being more conscious and changing your mindset And also trying to make the little changes that you can when you can. Mm -hmm. And I guess in a way also following a more minimalist trend.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So that is all for today, everyone. Thank you for listening to the show today. Just a reminder, the podcast from the show will be available in a day or so. If you haven't already, make sure you like Radio Karim on Facebook or Instagram. It's probably the best way to keep an eye on our favorite shows and when they're broadcasting. Check out our website, radiocaram.org for more information about other shows on the station. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's really sunny in Melbourne now. The spring has sprung. Mm-hmm. I'll see you next time on Bite Size Live.
2: Hello, I'm Con And I'm Steve. And, and we're Eddie Nucky <laughs> You're listening to Radio Karam Call T-A-D to remodel my place Said I wanted it to be That kind of place Knee deep in the reno Sinking in our fights Other chunky builders Waking me up at night And Adam plays the boss man He listens to the customer Don't you remember? He built this kitchen He built this kitchen with T.A.D. We built this kitchen We built this kitchen with T.A.D. We built this kitchen We built this kitchen with T.A.D.